Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 25th of October. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1400 and we travel to London in England, where we remember the death of the English poet Geoffrey Chaucer. Considered to be the father of English literature by some, and others the father of English poetry. His influential Canterbury Tales popularised the use of English as opposed to French, Italian or Latin, which were widespread in literary circles at the time. He wasn't the first to write a major literary work in English, but the widespread interest and the uptake of the Canterbury Tales was significant. The collection of 24 stories runs to over 17,000 lines, written in Middle English, and is presented as part of a storytelling contest by a group of pilgrims as they travel together to visit the shrine of St Thomas Becket at Canterbury Cathedral. It was thought to have been incomplete at the end of Chaucer's life, as in the general prologue some 30 pilgrims are introduced. 29 pilgrims that meet at Tabard Inn as they are all on their way to visit Thomas Becket's shrine and the hosts of the inn decides to go with them, and they tell tales along the way to entertain each other. According to the prologue, Chaucer's intention was to write four stories from the perspective of each pilgrim, two each on the way to and from Beckett Shrine, making for a total of around 120 stories. The 24 stories that we have fall well short of this, and he even added a retraction to his Canterbury Tales, apologising for his worldly vanities before he died. This retraction is written as an apology where the author asks for forgiveness for the vulgar and the unworthy parts of this and other past works and seeks absolution for his sins. It is not clear whether these are a sincere declaration of remorse on Chaucer's part or a continuation of the theme of penitence from the Parson's Tale. It may well have been the equivalent of a deathbed confession which had become attached to this, his most popular work. Religious corruption is one of the main themes in the Canterbury Tales. For instance, the friar is more focused on money and horses than taking care of his monastery. He also likes to seduce women and then find them husbands to keep them from getting into trouble. The prioress is preoccupied trying to be the court lady instead of trying to help her nunnery and has pet dogs that she feeds too well. The pardoner is proud of his ability to get coin for providing physical pardons for sins, and he even tries to sell his relics to the pilgrims on the way to see the shrine of the martyr. And finally, the monk, who was supposed to have taken a vow of poverty, instead takes money for forgiveness, refuses to help the poor, and pays other beggars to leave certain areas alone so that he will get all the money. However, there are other characters that Chaucer creates to show sincere faith in the nun's priest, the parson and the clerk, who is intensely serious at his studies. The parson is said to be living in true gospel style. 
And some of the lay figures like the knight and the squire, the yeoman, the man of law or the cook are not shown as having any particular vices. But only the ploughman, who is the parson's brother, is presented as living a particularly Christian life. A nostalgic view of the early church as unified, simple and clear in its purpose is presented in the second nun's retelling of the legend of St. Cecilia. In Chaucer, she is personified and a representation of the early church triumphant because what appears to be humble and powerless defies and ultimately triumphs over the proud Roman Empire. The early church is presented as a time of rapid expansion, of miracles and of simple faith. And this is in contrast to Chaucer's 14th century church, with the damage to global Christianity by the Great Schism, and now the removal of the papacy to Avignon in France and its close association with the French crown. However, the second nun's tale presents the early church and early Christians whose simple faith discredits the hypocrisies and unprincipled behaviours of the lukewarm prioress, the pampered monk, the avaricious friar and the corrupt summoner and pardoner. Chaucer's life was spent in elite court circles where he worked as a courtier, a diplomat and a civil servant as well as working for the king as the clerk of king's works. This might explain some of his world-weary and cynical perspective. And Chaucer had been captured in France during the Siege of Rem. Edward had paid £16 for his ransom, a considerable sum to release him, and he had travelled to Italy, where he had encountered medieval Italian poetry, the forms and the stories of which he would use later. King Edward granted Chaucer a gallon of wine daily for the rest of his life, given on St George's Day in 1374, when artistic endeavours were traditionally rewarded. He obtained the very substantial job of control of the customs of the Port of London, which he continued for 12 years, when most of his famous writing was produced. In the last few records of his life, show a pension renewed by a new king and his taking a lease on a residence within the close of Westminster Abbey. He died of unknown causes on the 25th of October, that's today in 1400, and was buried in Westminster Abbey, as was his right owing to his status as a tenant of the Abbey's close. In 1556 his remains were transferred to a more ornate tomb, making him the first writer interred in the area now known as Poet's Corner. His son, Thomas Chaucer, had an illustrious career as a chief butler to four kings, an envoy to France, and a speaker of the House of Commons. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at Alfred the Great, who is reputed to have saved England for Christianity. This month we've surpassed 10,000 downloads. So thank you to listeners from all over the world for your interest. Today a special thank you to our listeners in Bixby, Oklahoma, 
and in Abbasan al-Kabira in Israel. Our archives can be found at www.pogp.net and if you have time please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Have a lovely day wherever you are and thanks for listening.